Transparency is based on the old saying that sunlight is the best disinfectant. So if we know where there are gaps, then as a society or as a workplace, we'll be more motivated to take steps to reduce them. You're listening to part one of a special podcast on the impact of new pay transparency legislation for employers across British Columbia. If you're an employer or working in an organization in BC, you likely have questions. In this episode, our KPMG pay equity leaders will help you understand how to prepare for these new and changing legislations. This is Jillian Frank. I'm a partner in our employment and labor practice in Vancouver, and I'm joined by Wendy Glazer. I'm the director of the pay equity practice here at KPMG, and I'm based out of Toronto. And it is a pleasure, Jillian, to be here with you today. I'm so glad you're here visiting us in Vancouver. (laughs) Thank you. As we start talking about pay transparency, I just want to start with some basic concepts, because I think this is quite new to a lot of people that will be listening to this podcast. So I was wondering, Wendy, if as a starting place, you could talk about what's a pay gap and why is this something the BC government is looking at? So that's a great question. The pay gap is simply a comparison in pay between two groups. So when we talk about the gender pay gap, we're really looking at the difference in pay between what a man earns and what a woman earns. So there's so many factors that contribute to the gender wage gap, and that includes differences in experience, differences in working hours, in unionization, in family and home responsibilities, as well as systemic discrimination. So the aim of legislation around pay, whether it is pay equity, pay transparency, pay equality, is really to close the wage gap that is due to systemic discrimination in employers' compensation practices. So in other words, gaps that are not due to skills or experience or merit, but really based on assumptions and biases and stereotypes. That makes sense. So this is really a continuation of human rights legislation that we've had in the province for a very long time, and it's a different way to look at it. Is that a fair Yeah, absolutely. Legislation around pay has been around in Canada for many years. So in Ontario and in Quebec, it's, you know, over 30 years old. But there is a difference between pay equity and pay transparency. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, those two concepts? Yeah, and I think for me, it's a legal framing of the question as opposed to what people would commonly refer to as equity or pay equity. I've noticed when I read in the news, especially out of the U.S., I read about pay equity and what they're referring to is equity in the broader sense of like inclusion, diversity and equity, where they're meaning addressing unearned advantages in Mm -hmm. society. So pay equity is, is used in the media or in other countries just to talk about discrimination or bias in pay. But in the law in Canada, and as you said, many of these laws have existed for decades, there's a few concepts that our courts and our tribunals refer to that are very different and impose really different obligations on employers under that legislation. So starting with pay equality, which our human rights code in British Columbia has had for for decades, which refers to equal pay for equal work. If men and women are performing the same job, they should receive the same pay. 
in British Columbia, as I said, that is addressed as part of employers' obligation under the Human Rights Code. And in addition, it's not only whether it's equal pay between men and women for the same role, but there's also other protected grounds like ethnicity, racialized employees, disability, gender identity and expression, all of the grounds that are protected under the human rights legislation. So pay equality is very different from pay equity as that's understood in, you mentioned Quebec, in mm -hmm. Ontario, in the, under the federal legislation. That refers to equal pay for work of equal value. So pay equity recognizes that historically, men and women have tended to do different types of work and work that has traditionally been performed by women has tended to be undervalued and hence underpaid. That's an oversimplified explanation, but the work to be done in a pay equity analysis includes conducting a job evaluation, assigning value to roles, and then comparing the valued roles of historically female roles to historically male roles. Mm, so you look at the gender history as well as current incumbency. That's right. Yeah. Maybe you can describe what current incumbency <laughs> means as our pay equity expert. <laughs> yeah, sure. So current incumbency is the employees that are currently working in the roles, whether they're males or females. And then historically is generally speaking, dating back about, you know, five, 10 years, what number of males and females have worked in those roles. Right. So it's a really data-driven process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that is not what British Columbia has. And we'll save a deeper dive on pay equity for another podcast. But we're really here to talk about pay transparency and the new legislation in British Columbia. So what does that mean? It means making wage data available to employees and really to the general public disclosing job ranges, disclosing pay gaps. Right now we're talking about the gender pay gap, but it looks like reporting in British Columbia could include pay gaps based on ethnicity or other protected grounds. Mm -hmm. That's what we're looking at, making information more broadly available to employees and the public. And transparency is based on the old saying that sunlight is the best disinfectant. So if we know where there are gaps, then as a society or as a workplace, we'll be more motivated to take steps to reduce them. The gaps tell us where there might be discrimination or might be an indicator where women and men or other equity-deserving groups are not being given work opportunities. So clearly there's a lot of new legislation that's coming out that are applicable to provincially regulated organizations and federally regulated organizations across Canada and BC specifically. How would you recommend an organization communicate its compensation philosophy? Would you say that it's required to have a pay equity or pay transparency committee made up of employer and employee representatives? It's a good question. And I think something that organizations will start to think about under the legislation pay transparency legislation, there's no requirement to have a committee the way there is in pay equity mm -hmm. legislation, for mm -hmm. example. But if you take a step back and think about why communication is so important, why involving employees in that conversation is so important, look at the culture change that we're creating here. So in the past, pay information was highly confidential especially in private companies where mm -hmm. it's not being disclosed on a sunshine list, it's mm -hmm. not being disclosed in public disclosure. Mm -hmm. Very sensitive information. Very sensitive information. Yeah. And the workplace culture is really to keep the information highly guarded. Yeah. 
And applicants, you know, another big change, applicants in the past could negotiate pay with their employer, but they didn't necessarily know what the ranges were. So they were negotiating in the dark. And those with better negotiating skills might lead to significant difference in pay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a big change when you think now that job postings will have pay ranges, when employees will know what the ranges are, at least in their pay, and will have access to more information. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that, where they know that information or they disclose that information to one of their colleagues, they can't be disciplined for that. So there's a greater call for transparency and there can't be that confidentiality approach that companies have stayed in the past. So I think that that culture change is something that will really have to be reckoned with and the comfort level around that will have to be addressed. And that's not to say that this is new because of the pay transparency legislation. I think if you look back over the past decade, that's really changed in job postings. You know, if you look at sites like Glassdoor, they've made parent paid information much more available. It's much more common for employees to feel comfortable sharing wage information with each other. And more importantly, employees are expecting more transparency around pay. So it's not possible for employers to go back and say, we're just not disclosing this. Everyone should mm-hmm. know this mm-hmm. is confidential information. And that norm is really changing. <laughs> 